0: Hey there he is, look at you. Smooth.
1: It, it, am I good? You're good, man. Oh, man, that was rough. That, right.
0: Yeah, you know, we got it. I like okay, your I'm shades, here. dude. Your shades are
1: sweet. You know, I picked these up at a uh, little uh shop for like nineteen
0: dollars. Hey, good deal. <laughs> and those are Joe Biden Joe Biden esque.
1: Yeah, and these are this is a three dollar hat. Nice. komote. tay. So did, did you get it?
0: Como tay. Como Is it Komote ah Llama. Get it? Get I it. got it. Komote Lama. Three dollars. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. All
1: That's right.
0: Awesome. Sorry about
1: that little mix up, everybody. But hopefully, you can enjoy a nice view behind me.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at that. We're we on the beach? Yeah, we're in a um, gunklet, Maine. Oh man, I'm super uh, jelly. Man. Yeah, I'm not at the. So uh, I'm at work. I'm I'm a little jelly. So.
1: Surrounded by running sneakers.
0: Doesn't get better than that. No way. No way. <laughs> I mean, maybe the beach is like slightly better than that, but
1: well, we'll call it. We'll call it an even. Uh, <laughs> call, to today.
0: call it even. Do you got any coffee? I have my Dunkin' Donuts cream and sugar. Mine's mine's combo. empty. <laughs> my,
1: my, I, I went for a walk and I went to a place called a Morning in Paris, and I got myself what? a little French coffee. Yeah, it was Ooh, good. And I nice. downed it. Yeah, sorry.
0: That's all right. Cool, man. So yeah. we, we're going to talk mileage today, right? Is that that's yes. the goal? sure. Cool. So I have my own thoughts, my own yeah, philosophy. I am more of a quality over quantity kind of guy. That's my opinion.
1: I'm on that team, man. All, all
0: right. Long. Cool. Good, good. Because, like, I've got pals who run hundreds – not hundreds, but over 100 miles a week, <clears> and <throat> when I have tried to do that in the past – i tend to either get i don't really get injured but i get more mentally fried you know Trained, yeah. yeah so like it becomes just redundant and boring and i get maybe i have adhd that just wasn't diagnosed or something but yeah, i just no, get i think we all do Eric, <laughs> right i just get like sick of it though you know i get just burnt and then i don't feel like i can ever truly recover to get ready for the next run, you know, right,
1: right. So my take on mileage is not just twofold, it's
0: probably (laughs) probably like eightfold. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Uh, it's just because it's so individual. and uh, Everyone has a different tolerance.
0: But Mm -hmm. you know, one
1: thing I think we would agree to be an elite, or just to be really good at distance running, you need, you need a base, right? Right. So you need you need to put in some miles and you need to do that for years in order to build a really strong base. So I don't think there's a coach out there that would argue that building a strong aerobic base is needed to succeed. Mm-hmm. But most of us are not elite athletes going to the Olympics or trying to get a Division One scholarship or, you know, just trying to compete at that level. Mm-hmm. So then I think about all, all the runners I've treated and they all have a threshold. Like they're all, there's a certain mileage that you can get to and still stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Mentally, physically. <clears throat> you can get your rest. You can still get the benefits of the exercise without causing any health um detriments. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: because too much of
1: Anything, even if it's good for you, it is too much of too much of even stuff that's good for you can be bad for you. Like, okay. I'm assuming if you eat too much broccoli that can be bad for you for some reason. You gotta, Dude, I'm sure you have like a
0: broccoli overdose. <laughs> you could. Those things are never
1: heard of, but Hopefully we'll paint in the picture here, but you know there's yeah. there's a certain amount of oh. exercise that's good, and then beyond you know, that you can get cardiovascular uh, damage, damage, heart damage, uh, uh, my joint and soft tissue. Uh, so you got it all goes back to a uh, you know, question we talked, talked about a while ago, which is um, why you're running. Right, what's your why first? Right. What's and your then, why? What's your why, and, and then like well, find the mileage that's appropriate to fill that why. I just see too many people going way too hard, way too long, <clears throat> and breaking down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then I see people who go way too far, way too long, way too fast, and they never get hurt. Right?
0: We, right. I know people.
1: I think there's one over know the people. store over there that never gets hurt. And he's been running
0: for... It's like 50 years, it seems like. <laughs> it does seem like 50. That's it yeah. does. And he's done like the... Uh... <laughs> the whole ultra marathon thing, which kind of blows my mind when when it comes to like mileage, how some people, you know, get hurt running 30 miles a week, but other people are out there running hundred mile races and they're fine. All right. So their threshold is obviously
1: a lot higher than mine. I met this guy. Mm -hmm. He was a a local, (laughs) excuse me, a local um, ultra guy. Mm -hmm. He was coming to take one of my Mm -hmm. run strong classes. And it was one of the first Ultra people I came into close contact with and actually talked to training and rehab and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just finished the Western States. Uh, was it 100, cross country race. Such so bananas. States. Yeah, so Michael, like, so with, with this is your off You think, yeah, you know, this is a down week for me, so I'm just running 70 miles.
0: Just 70. That's just it.
1: Just 70. You know, just 70. And this guy know. Never gets, never hurt, yeah. In this game, never get hurt. Put in. I think he was, like, training weeks were up, upwards of, like, 140, 150 oh. sometimes. I could be off by a few miles. But it was insane.
0: That's a lot you of know, running.
1: He had two full-time jobs. One was just getting in miles, and one was trying to pay the bills. with like what he did for a living.
0: Right. You know,
1: obviously, that guy, he's got something genetic mm-hmm. now. We should bottle and him. sell because we can make a lot of money. Um, but, right. You know, he, he could do that. Most, most humans can't do that. There's a select, you know, small percentage of people like mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you, you uh, I I like training logs. I don't know if you keep one or did at yep. any point in your career. Because mm-hmm. you can always see trends. So, whenever I deal with a runner that's um, chronically injured or repeatedly over and over and over again, not really sure why, we try to mm-hmm. keep a training log. And then yep. within, you can see trends, and sometimes <laughs> we'll find, yeah, you know, as soon as you crest, you know, 45, 50 miles a week. Then you start to break down, and this is when things start to hurt. If you put three fifty-mile weeks in a row, then your body starts to break down. So that knowledge is power. So then you mm-hmm. can adjust your training accordingly. Um, yeah. So you can get as many miles as you can in, but still stay pretty healthy.
0: Yeah, I think, and it's important too when you, if you can, keep a journal. I mean, I use like this like watch thing, and it keeps track of the mileage and all that. But I also right. try to make uh, like little notes, you know, as I'm going. Like how I'm feeling. Um, Maybe I ask myself a couple of questions if like, you know, and something pops up like, Oh, my hips bothering me or my knees bothering me. Like, what have I, what have I done different? Did I change anything? Did I introduce like speed workout or did I, you know, add more mileage than maybe I should have having the journal, like not only just keeping track of how many miles you've done, but maybe like, making little notes as you go can help decipher what went wrong. Right. Like personally, you can look at it, but you could also bring it to Mike if something serious <laughs> pops up and then you can take a look and go like, look, you were feeling exhausted this week and you didn't right. back off. So next and time you, you feel exhausted. And then you
1: got hurt the next week or something. Yeah. That's a great point. And truth It's not just about the mileage. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you're checking in with yourself, how you're feeling, like, like, put in these little notes, mentally and physically, yeah. how you're doing. How was work stress that week? If you put in all these little factors, because, you know, the bucket, all those things are filling your bucket, right? And, That's right. Um, yeah, and it's helpful if you do have to seek medical attention. You bring something like that. You know, if someone has the time, most doctors don't have the time to go through your training log with you, but, mm-hmm. you know, people in, in our field would. Uh, but then we can you know, kind of spot that trend and then hopefully prevent that from happening again in the future.
0: Right. Are there ways for you to figure out, like, that um that tolerance in people other than like running too much and getting hurt unfortunately, unfortunately
1: it's usually when you cross that line and get hurt you, right. figure out Got um,
0: it.
1: you know so yeah it's, it's it's tough unless you just really slowly increment um and build your mileage even less than the 10 percent rule that we've talked about in the past um you know there's a few different ways you can progress yourself scientifically, that would um, minimize your risk of getting hurt. But typically, we don't know what the threshold is until someone crosses it. At least, part, yeah. I mean, if someone has it, besides just slowly progressing and not getting hurt, just keeping, <laughs> you know, a mileage at a, a tolerable level, I don't know of mm-hmm. any other way to predict it, unfortunately.
0: Got it. Palmer. Now, are there ways, <laughs> so like, say I am, say I'm someone, either like me, Well, maybe not me. Maybe someone who just has more of a physical issue with going too far. So like if they hit a third, say their threshold is like 50 miles a week and then they get hurt or like 30 miles a week and they get hurt. Um, Are there other things that we can do to like supplement where maybe the impact isn't as great. I know what you're going to say. I know the answer to this question. I'm asking that. I, I, no, I want you to answer it. <laughs> All right. There are things. You can there do are. things like. Those, like the Alter G. You could book some time on there, you get can. a couple miles in, like yeah. you're running on the moon, save right. yourself some impact, You could run in the pool. I used to do that when I was like really into running back – when I was really into running back in college when I was like competing at a high – trying to compete at a higher level. I would run my 70 miles a week, and then I would hop in the pool and do like some supplemental mileage running in the pool. No less impact. <clears throat> strengthening upper body, lower body, et cetera. That's a good yeah. way to do it. You could do things like cycling, elliptical, elliptic goes, I'm sure are great. Those are great. Do you have any other suggestions other than that? No, but I the only thing think... I'll mention
1: is the um, the resistance I get when I talk to runners about that because it's mm-hmm. not running. You know, the right. Alter-G is the, the closest, it's probably the best thing we can offer to people if we need to unload them a little bit or if mm-hmm. there is a certain mileage they need to get to for whatever reason. Yep. You know, coaching philosophy, um, training plan, whatever it is.
0: Then, mm-hmm.
1: if you come in, we can shave 2% of your body weight off. We can shave 80%. So we can do whatever, whatever we need we to need to just unload that stress. And we can take a tonnage. I don't know if we talked about this. Yeah, I think we did. When, when we were on the Alter-G in one of the mm-hmm. podcasts. yeah. Um, so we can take a tonnage of stress off the body just by minimizing um, a small percentage of your body weight. But if you're mm-hmm. doing a five-mile run and you've got 5,000 foot strikes, then
0: you know, yeah. 5,000
1: foot strikes times four pounds is mm-hmm. a crap ton of pounds, right? It's a lot of pounds. It's a lot of pounds. So those types of things can keep someone below the, um, the injury threshold and still be able to get their miles in. Yeah, it's but, cool. you, you know, so that's a little more digestible for a serious runner versus telling them to get in the pool or get on the bike. Because first thing they're going to say, well, that's not running. Those yeah, aren't no miles. Yeah.
0: I'm not getting on a bike. I'm, I'm, I'm not, what are you I'm talking not about? Yeah, I'm, yeah not I'm, not, I'm not 50 and my knees yeah. aren't busted. I'm not getting on a cycle, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny, but that's exactly what <laughs> the thought process is.
0: It's true, to, yeah. Trying
1: I'm a little, trying to give them a paradigm shift on how it could be beneficial to their running is the is the art to uh, to this all when you when you're having these conversations with people,
0: right? Do you also find like doing? Um, well, I, I know the answer to this question too. Do you find that uh, do like runners who do the little things, say like the foam rolling, the strengthening, uh, stretching, warming up properly? Do you find that they tend to have a higher tolerance? For mileage? Um, yes.
1: But I can't say yes with without the asterisk next to it because I have clients that do the right thing every day all day. And they are mm-hmm. A plus plus students. <laughs> yeah. And they're still getting hurt. Ah. I know. I hate saying it, but you know, for the most part, you know, it's a high percentage of when we incorporate those things. Um, um, that Sorry, just to get out of people's way here in the parking lot. Um, when we try you know, to incorporate clock. those things, people do um, are able to tolerate longer runs, tolerate higher um, intensity Run. runs, get hurt less, feel better in their body. They're more efficient. Mm-hmm. All those things are one hundred percent true. I've been preaching yeah, for it for almost twenty years, years now. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, some people just still get hurt, and some people who don't do those little things can get away with it. They're unicorns.
0: They're unicorns.
1: They're unicorns. They don't. They yeah. don't really exist.
0: Exactly.
1: Actually, they're not like unicorns. They're like the
0: like a narwhal. They're like a narwhal. You <laughs> don't
1: really see them very often.
0: Right. It's I narwhal, did like a. a yeah, thing. It's, I. That's it. Is it I was. did. I did a substitute like teaching gig in like elementary school. And I was reading this book, and it like mentioned the narwhal, and I was joking, I was like, silly, that's not even like a real thing." I't did know And then the, and the, the teacher was like, "Yeah, it, it is. It's an actual thing." Yeah. And it blew my mind. Oh, my mind. Just, it... I just remember about... it from elf. that
1: sounds just. What remember is when he pops up out of the water, he Hi, buddy. Hope you find your father. <laughs> That's
0: it. Yeah, they're legit animals. I actually listened to – I listened to this other podcast called Stuff You Should Know. Did a yeah. whole one on how narwhals work. It's crazy. They use it's their awesome. little tusks to, like, poke through ice. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. So I also – never mind. No, <laughs> go, go I, I was going to go on, like, a narwhal tangent. Do, but it, do we, it. Let's I do should, it. Okay, we, so – They said in this podcast that, like, back in the day, the reason unicorns exist, right? So, Vikings saw narwhals because they're, like, up in, you know, icy areas. And there was this idea that any animal that is on land has, like, a counterpart in the sea and vice versa. So, they're like, oh, there's this narwhal. It's like a whale with, like, a tusk. So, there must be... A unicorn type uh, animal, like a horse with a uh, tusk on its head.
1: A land a bearing narwhal. There you go. But no one ever saw one.
0: Exactly. It was just out there. It was out anyway. it, was
1: a theory. it was a conspiracy theory.
0: It, yeah, pretty
1: much. It's got to be one. And <laughs> anyway. <gotta> be a, <laughs> I mean, gotta be a microchip in the vaccine,
0: right? <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, why else would they give it to everybody? Right. Just saying. Yeah. We won't talk about that. that. All right, no. back to the mileage. Back to mileage, yes, please. Real
1: quick. So, everyone individually has a threshold. You know, mm-hmm. Stay within that threshold, enjoy the sport, get, get the health benefits rather than getting health detriments from it. Um, there was a study, I forget how long ago. Shoot. Not that far. I mean, within probably the past year or two, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they studied um, adult males between the age of like 30 and 45 yep. and looked at their mm-hmm. mileage and their injury risk. So, they found the healthiest mileage for bone Mm -hmm. density um, response is 20 to 25 miles. So they they broke them up into (laughs) these groups of five to 10 mile runners, 10 to 15, 20 to 25, I forgot the exact, but all the way up to over 70 miles. So -hmm. what they found is the 20 to 25 mile per week mark gave you the biggest bone density benefit from Mm -hmm. 25 to like 55 or 60 you're you are the same as the couch potato control group So wow. you have no increase in bone density and over 65 to 70 you actually saw a detriment in bone density this is all the lower legs so yeah
0: not crazy <laughs> that is crazy right? i mean it i kind of makes sense right too much of a good thing right yeah
1: yeah and you know? You know, then if you look at other studies they'll say you know new runners get hurt mm-hmm. the most and people running too much get hurt the most Low mileage runners, right runners can't hurt. In the they middle. Don't build a, yeah, low mileage runners have an increased risk of injury because they don't build resiliency as well. Mm-hmm.
0: High mileage runners have
1: an increased risk of injury because they've beaten the snot out of the tissue. So, it's all
0: That's it. Happy truth's, happy. truths in the middle there somewhere, you know. Right. We deal right. with that with shoes too. We got like these minimalist shoes, yeah. and now we got these maximalist shoes, and we're like, right. dude, just get There's the, the one right in the middle there, baby. Damn right. <laughs> That's right. it. So, yeah, I think that's a good way to end this wonderful podcast so you can get great. back to putting up your feet on the beach, you know? You right. relax. We're going we're to go oh, walk all the way over there. Can you see the beach? Oh, man, so lovely. Yeah, we're going to be over there in about 15 minutes. Fantastic. So, yeah. This is great. It, when it comes to mileage, the truth is in the middle. When it comes to life, we to write a book. We should write a book.
1: Eric Eric and Mike's book about narwhals and life.
0: <laughs> yeah, narwhals and life. That'll be the title. And, and like it. Como te llama. Yeah. So we don't even need like a dad joke this week because your hat is, that is
1: my dad joke. I'm a walking dad joke. <laughs>
0: You're a walking <laughs> dad joke. I like it. All right, All right, that was well, awesome. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy your time at the beach, my friend.
1: Yeah, thanks, folks, for coming in.